Hello, and welcome to Squad Space, where we learn about Web3 together. This is Mackie, and here at Squad Space, my co-host Forrest and I do weekly Twitter space interviews with founders, creators, and other interesting folks from the world of crypto and NFTs. You can listen live, typically on Tuesdays, by looking up the hashtag Squad Space or following myself and Forrest on Twitter. On this episode, we bring together folks from different blockchains to discuss the current state across the market. We get a sense of each chain's market sentiment. Mackie, that's me, ponders a Utes purchase. And we talk about the new artwork for Avalanche Party Animals over on AVAX, which are now called UPA and look suspiciously like Utes on Solana. Guests include Bias Goose, OG Foamy, Crypto Shelly, Popsvale, OX Primata, and Zoomer Anon69. <laughs> Let's dig in. What a cross-chain chat, everybody. Let's go. Let's go, indeed. Bias sent me a job application today, another one at Ripple. Ooh. What else has been happening? Bias, what are you doing? What, how, is he, how is he sitting down right now? I mean, he's got to be up here. He, he's a chatterbox. He's a, a wealth of knowledge, I know. But, Maybe he's uh, just working. I know. He's, he's probably working so hard. This guy, he's 24-7 creating yeah. ripple goodiness. No, I'm just there we go. Forrest. We peer pressured him up here. You, you get a follow. Pop. Sharing a space, uh, stage with you. Everyone, everyone's getting a follow. Bias. Pops, where, where are you coming from? What, uh, what chain are you looking to represent today? Yo, man, gold chains, diamond chains. Uh, there ten, you go. Tennis chains. What else? Two Big chains. Flex. <laughs> Big flex. Okay. The only chains that matter. Yeah, man. I, I, no, you know what? I am. Uh, I think I was. It, I think Mackie, right? We were talking about this. I was like uh, in DMs. I'm just like, I'm pushing all the damn chains, man. I'm like, I want all the chains to win. That's what I want. But uh, I'm mostly, um, mostly participating in ETH. But I'm, I'm such a huge like fanboy of soul and the d gods d gens and uh i just uh watched them and joined their space i don't participate but like um that's another one that i think i i have soul but i i haven't dipped my uh my toes into that uh that arena yet what about you forrest i'm spending a lot of my time on bnb chain these days Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's funny because I don't really feel myself like as, as much of a explorer within these ecosystems because I just get so focused on the projects or project that I'm working on that I, I feel like I have really a hard time to take in any information about what else is going on, you know, yeah. which is kind of good and bad because it gives me that kind of tunnel vision. And so I hear things, but I, I really am just so focused on building what I and, and my colleagues and teammates believe is like a strong product that uh, I, I <laughs> sometimes I have no idea what else is going on around me, which, uh, which yeah, I think is, is, uh, could be both a strength and a weakness. Uh, I hear you for sure, right? Like sometimes when you need to have that focus, everything else is really a distraction, even though it's entertaining or informative. Yeah. Bias, I'm sorry I, had to, I peer pressured you on stage, but thanks for coming up and uh, to say hi. You know, I always uh, Let's love go. seeing you up here. Let's go. Yeah, no, no worries. Uh, 
Yeah, I was just sitting there because I'm a little. Uh, it's a little weird today because I just got some Invisaligns installed in my teeth, so I'm spitting everywhere. If I'm totally honest, when I talk, <laughs> it's not great. Big flex bias coming in. Big flex. I almost got the Plastic Invisalign. Chains. I almost got the Invisalign. That's uh, that's the the real the real cool grill. No, I mean I think uh, pops over here. Has got the gold grills, but you got the yeah. Invisalign, and I think uh, in the long term, the Invisalign is going to be a better investment. Oh yeah, just uh, my so. two cents. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it it looks certainly pretty weird right now, uh, but I'll get used to it. It's just day one, and not even a day. No. I mean, it's been hours since I put it uh, on. Bias, have you had a uh, have you had braces before or anything? Oh yeah, as a kid, I had braces and not just braces i had that like retainer that goes around your head oh, when I was yes. A kid. yes yeah that was bad they, they offered that to me i uh had a hard pass <laughs> who's, who's there your parents <laughs> I, I don't know the orthodontist maybe i remember them offering that as an option i was like no no i if i we can avoid that no i do not want that yeah. Yo, studies show. Yeah, and they said like I had to wear it in school, and I'm like, as soon as I got to the bus stop, I'd take that shit off. <laughs> I was gonna say that you must be a great fighter after that experience in school. Oh yeah, I know. I never show up with that. <laughs> no, that's the that's the play bias. Uh, studies show that anyone who uh, uses Invisalign is like 15% top up on their uh, salary and their uh, earning potential, bro. Really? Oh, shit. Uh, don't check that. Don't fact check that. Just, just... <laughs> but it sounds like a possible thing. It's kind of it coincide. You guys hear the study that like, whatever, quote unquote, better looking people earn more. So that that's where I'm kind of like, uh, I'm kind of siphoning off that study. You're extrapolating so, yeah. totally. And so if you're you have a, I, I've invested in my career essentially. Yes. Oh yeah. And if you have a if you have a really expensive PFP, then you're for sure gonna be uh, be flexing because we're we're all headed in that direction. You won't even have to look good anymore. You just have to have a nice PFP or a nice avatar. Yeah. You know, you don't even have to be tall because you never show up to work, so no one knows. Oh yeah. You know, oh. you're just sitting down on the chair. <laughs> I have something to say about this. I had something to say Did about it. Did you see that? Uh, no, 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 no. I think it really will happen sooner than we think. Uh, there's these. There's the mocap suits, but I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Sony. It just released this like a, two days ago with like a tweet in Japanese, and it's uh, the mocap sensors, but they're just like bracelets and like anklets, and then they just show some guy transforming into this female anime avatar and walking down the street. And I was like, this is it. This is how it happens. Uh, it makes sense. Like, we are all the same height on Zoom, so. That's very true. Nobody can tower over you in a meeting on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I need more advantages now. Anyway. Yeah, I, yeah it's, it is kind of funny because I, I work remotely. I ne never go in the office everyone is a different height than you imagine i think your personality just gives a height in my mind 
That's true. I'm in a tech startup now, and it's the first company that I've joined, and everything's my onboarding is completely remote. And we'll do, uh, and our company doesn't have offices, and we're spread across uh, Canada and the U.S. And anytime we meet up, the first thing is like, oh, I forgot how tall you are, or I forgot how short you are. Yeah, and photos don't help too much. Uh, I think it was a few months ago, I went to Duke to speak, and... I don't know why these guys are all like six four, so I took a photo with them and I look like just the shortest person in the world. I'm I'm five ten, you know, average, but I just yeah, with all these guys. And then that's the first photo people saw of me at work, <laughs> um, so they thought I was pretty short. I think you're doing great, bias. Don't worry about it. I think you know height five ten, very strong, Invisalign. Very strong. You're you're just little little goose, PFP, little scribble goose. Very strong. You know, all around solid dude. Don't worry. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm an average king. You know, I'm 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 hitting all those averages, trying trying to make it. Dude, you just you just Photoshop that photo a little, and you're good to go. You know, no one will ever know. It's gonna be very hard to fact check that height when everyone's working remote. So. Don't worry about it. It's all good. That's we true. got we just get some AI. <laughs> we've got Bermada in the audience. He's a Avalanche legend. And uh OX Vino and Shelly, thank you so much for coming up and saying hi. What's what's going on? How are you doing today? Hi guys. Uh, thank you for inviting me and thank you for making my evening. <laughs> I'm like laughing so hard here. Yeah, uh, I've had like the busiest day today. So I, I, uh, I actually DM'd you, Ma- Maki. I-, I was like, I wasn't even sure of what time the space was because like I- I've lost track of days and time feels like it <laughs> these days. So, so yeah. And then I saw, okay, it started already. Uh, I was actually putting out some Christmas decorations and stuff. So yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Oh, Shelly, you're always welcome. I'm super good right now. I'm so good. I've had a busy day myself, but it feels, I don't know, it feels fulfilling lately. And that's all I can ask for. Definitely. Yeah. Let, uh, same here. Yeah. Yeah. And you've been well, scrambling around on Soul Dogs. Sorry? You've been scrambling around on Soul Dogs, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I never knew how much work it would be like taking over a project, uh, especially like uh, when you have it, like one thing is to start a project, which I know Forrest has, and, and it's a lot of work. I'm not going to lie, but taking over someone else's project when you don't have all the information and you kind of have to like, uh, you get spoon fed information. And at the same time, you want to you wanna run, but you kind of have to start like uh, crawling first uh, and taking one step at a time. So yeah, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of energy. You have to be focused. You have to keep like your energy up and, and being positive and try to surround yourself with good people. So uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful and, and uh, we're getting things done like little by little. But yeah, not gonna lie. A lot of work, lots of meetings. Oh my meetings. God. Imagine being the person taking over the FTX project. Talk about getting wrecked. 
would be a handful, huh? Bad you're like, you walk, in, you walk into that and you're like, oh, wait, so they've never even opened up an Excel sheet to look at their financials? They don't even know what a, a board meeting is? Holy moly. It's like we've got DAOs that are, are operate at a higher level than they do. And they they manage like five they manage like five bucks at this point. But isn't the person taking over the former head of Enron? Is that true? I thought I heard that somewhere. He's a lawyer who took over for Enron. Yeah, so after he's they good. fell out. He's seen dumpster fires before, so this guy's like chilling he said this is like the dumpster fire of dumpster fires like I it's know. a garb it's like a, a a garbage dump filled with dumpsters that are on fire <laughs> primata how are you doing thanks for coming up to say hi oh good first just wanted to since we're in a pretty tiny spaces i wanted to extend the offer to anyone here if you have a project that you want to you want to launch hop into this moment and i can launch it uh, it's something I've been doing. It's um, I, I I'd like onboarding new artists, so just wanted to reach out and uh, know that if you if you're an artist trying to launch something, uh, we got you. I'm mostly I just handle um, <laughs> I just handle uh, all the tech uh, requirements, but all, all you gotta give me is some ideas about what you wanna do and uh, the art. And are you doing that exclusively on Avalanche or have you done that on some other chains? Uh, I, I could do it on ETH, but like um, I, I would do only EVM, but I could also help on ETH, but I, I can't really pay for the <laughs> for the gas. <laughs> I usually handle gas, gas as well, but yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. That uh, that would up your costs quite a bit, I imagine. Yeah. Well, the last contract I deployed on Eve was a hundred bucks, and gas was at fifteen way. <laughs> it's it's impossible. Yeah, no, I, and I I haven't looked at the gas recently on ETH, but I imagine things. Uh, well, they definitely picked up for a little bit. I imagine maybe they've settled down again. Mac, what's going on over there? It is. Uh, I think I saw twelve Gwei today. It's okay. not. Uh, it's, it's definitely. There are no gas wars happening at the moment. That's that's good. I guess it goes through cycles, right? When there's either some some big mint or some uh, <laughs> some huge freak out about a, a platform collapsing. What's uh, what's the news? How's everyone feeling in terms of the market and? Uh, have we have we bought in bought them out or you know i i think recently there's been talk uh well blockfi just officially went out under this week right what else has happened uh as i maybe i, I could mention that i feel like bad news are not they're, they're incredibly incredibly bad but they're not really uh, waiting that much onto the market so i feel like we might be close to if we have a capitalization around here uh, we could see a uh, major bottom that's my general feeling or we could have a bottom already depends on how things follow up 
So we could be at the bottom or we could get worse. That's the verdict on the street, according to Primata. <laughs> Which I also agree, you know? I mean, I think that's a that's a solid and, and safe statement. It's a it's a good stance to take. Um it's it's really hard to tell. It uh it's it's I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. I feel like we've already taken such a big hit after, you know, three of them this year. It's like okay, we, we, we're we good, we're chilling, it's like up only sort of, or like sideways only maybe. It felt like sideways only forever. I remember felt looking at so many coins and thinking that they're just become stable coins. And then we get one gut punch and then we get another gut punch and then we get this last one. I think third time's a charm, right? Someone I agree know. with me. I think we might have one or two more in us. Oh, <laughs> Violet coming in with straight cold facts. Oof. I, I love it. I love it. This kind of reminds me, I don't know if you guys were old enough back in the day with the first um, internet craze of the big crash. Um, it, I was, uh, how old was I? I was like 17 or something going into university. And then uh, the pets.com era, and a lot of people are saying is uh, very similar. Uh, to 2017 and, and this year and all this stuff i'm just like yeah i hope that's true but like like uh primata said like it's true we have no idea <laughs> like if there uh if, if there is a deeper well or a, a deeper um, bottom to this well right but on the east side the volume on trading has gone up this month or last month in october so that's a positive one positive data point uh, I think the, just in general, the vibes on ETH have been—I don't know—just if maybe it's just Art Basel happening right now, with everybody being in Miami, being psyched about being around each other. But it just feels there's something going on, some some kind of good directional energy that I, that I just feel. Mackie, did you just say Art Basel is going to bring back the bull? Did I just hear you say that? Let's no, go, no, let's no, go. no. This is exactly what people think before every event, though. They really yeah. do. Like, you see projects that people expect to have a good representation at these events. Often their floors go up before and then they dump afterwards because they want to attend the thing or, yeah. or they're hyped to sell the news when, you know, they have some crazy showing, like Cool Cats having their big... Uh, cooltopia thing in new york city and yeah it's it's real it's very real i don't think anyone was hyped about uh, nft london though <laughs> everyone flooded that yeah they, and they did before and after i think but they had a, a, a big number of speakers and the perspective that i like to take that, that i saw just like a couple weeks ago even was that it's like a they're giving all these people the opportunity to prove themselves, right? And that's, I think, more Web3 like than you know, most conferences would want to be because they're just trying to have specific speakers that are well known who draw a crowd. And, you know, they may not give you the nitty gritty, but they definitely make you feel good after, after you leave. Yeah. Like back to these, uh, the topic of how you uh, we feel about the market. I know for me, maybe because I'm not over um, extended or. Yeah, on my uh, on my bets and gambles in this space. But Wait, I'm you're not? I'm you're, not you I'm must not. be the only guy in this room or person in this room who isn't. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm joking. I know Shelly is like very sane as well. 
I know Mackie is. I know Primata is. I'm probably the only one who's like way overextended. Like I'm, I'm out here eating beans and rice, you know. Okay, well, I'm gonna clarify. All everything I'm saying is financial advice on this space. (laughs) I'm the only one that has the guts to say that, y'all. No, what I was what I wanted to say is I have been having the best time of my life dropping into spaces and just listening to like whether it's on Soul ETH or or even like the um, the latest stuff on FTX and uh, and our homie there. I was just like I'm having the best time listening to people. Like it's so entertaining. I find it very very energizing. Uh, but back to what you're saying about about Solana way earlier. You know, I was looking at Utes this morning, last night. I was like, do I do I want one of these? Because Kevin and Frank, they really, especially now with the big doxing, like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And I saw they, they're following they doxed. you. You're compelled, dude. You got I know. It. I know. Because it, 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 they're the representation of, like, the next leg, I think. They, uh, they're... They're pretty strong. I feel like uh, I see a lot of people on Avalanche picking up Utes. I don't know how much they are right now. I, like, are, what are they? I think a thousand it was bucks. One hundred and sixty Solana floor. So multiply that times you know thirteen to fifteen. So like almost two K. I think so. Yeah, a little bit more than two K. Yeah, that's a deal. That is. That is. I mean, is it? Fire, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I'm just so bullish on that team. Like when I hear them talk, they're product people. They come from like um, uh, startups, which has its pros and cons. But the way they talk and their vision, I just—they've given me green flags, indicators, right? Like I come from a background of uh, I worked in uh, for five years in private equity where I'm, I'm vetting teams and founders and looking at pitch decks and stuff like that. So it, it comes with a little bit of like knowledge on um, one side of the table. I just like, when I hear them talk, I'm just like, it's just, it's just sober. It's analytical. It's critical. It's self-effacing. Like um, I just feel like, they have good intentions and they have like the wherewithal to back up um, their goals and stuff. Uh, I could be wrong, but I just, that's my, my gut feeling. I know, but what does that translate to you as a holder? Like, what, what do you get out of them doing well? Is it just, ugh, I keep struggling lately right. with the, is it, is it an investment? Is it a collectible? Is it an investment? Is it a collectible? It's all collect- it's, I think this entire market is collectible. Like when people talk about the term investment, I just think that's, um, that's the wrong definition, right? Like nothing's regulated, nothing's vetted with like any of their books. There's no audit. So it's at best a really good gamble, right? Like, um, or it's a seed investment or an angel investment where you don't expect anything back. And uh, if you're playing with 10 to 50 projects, you hit, you hope one hits. Right, so I view all of this as collectibles. Yeah, that's the right take. It's it's the right way to to look at it. But there's still part of me, the degen inside, is like, it's an investment. It's an investment. <laughs> like, no, no, no. But you are investing your time. That that's where I see the currency that people are investing. Right, it's your time and energy. So I I do value that stuff. But if we're talking about a thousand bucks here, or there, or whatever. Um, crypto, I'm like, that's actually, it's more of a bet, which, 
it's always stacked uh, against you. The house is always going to win, especially in... Oh, totally. You know, it's decentralized, right? Like, we, we, we baked it in that it's kind of stacked against us. But, like, on one of um, Ryan's show, one speaker said something, a metaphor of, this is a ticket to ride to the amusement park. And I thought that was so smart and interesting. Oh, I love that one, too, because people right? get on and off at different points. Oh, it's so good. Right? And I would even say, like, even more granular, I think it's a ticket to ride on a roller coaster and not the amusement park. Right? It's just, like, ups and downs. Sometimes you got your hands up in the air, you're smiling, you know, you're laughing, you're having the best time, and sometimes you're, like, you're filling your pants, right? Because you can't handle the stress and anxiety. Oh, my God. Filling your pants. <laughs> Yes. Yes. With with all due respect, with your pinky out, you fill your pants. So, are we getting off? Or are we getting on the ride right now? I think we're still on it, eh? Hey, bud. Maybe we're gonna hop on the youth ride too. We saw a lot of people recently um, pick up youths in the avalanche scene, and I I think it's kind of funny. I and I don't really like understand it's like are, are they I, I don't really understand why they're doing it because like so many of the people who i see buying them are just die hard avalanche people and i don't know if it's like some like bait and switch because of the new appa art there's a big project on Av- avalanche called appa and they're they've got a new collection coming out where the art looks pretty damn similar to youths and i think it's kind of funny but uh i would like to hear permata's take on that um yeah unfortunately i feel like it's very similar to youths and the timeline for me at least doesn't really uh, match the narrative so even if they didn't really reference youths i feel like the community didn't really take it well I'm actually I'm hoping for the best and uh, not not really being <laughs> being uh, uh, yeah so I, I'm just hoping that uh, it goes well and it's also free you know, all you got gotta do is burn your your appa and you get an upa and apparently they're also changing some of the traits so um, so yeah it's it's like even if you don't like it, you can stick to your appa. So I, I like I, I don't I don't see it like a, a uh, I don't see it strictly as being bad. But uh, I hope that things can be done to get more support from the community and and understanding where the community comes from. I, I just pinned the the art to the top, and yeah, that looks like a ute to me, <laughs> straight up. Yeah, yes. I mean, I think it's pretty funny. When I saw it, I, I thought it was also funny that they all started buying Utes right before. And it was just, like, very strange. So, but I didn't know that uh, that you could burn your Appa for, what are, what are these, Upas? I think that's kind of, uh, kind of cool. And, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly an Appa holder. I've been a holder since the beginning and I've actually loved what they've done and I've loved how they stayed around. I, I love the team. I, I had the privilege of actually meeting them 
a few of the members and I've, I've talked to them a lot over the past, uh, however many months, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, kind of interesting. I think an art upgrade is always a cool idea. Curious to see what happens though. I've never seen it. It's the Ute Upa part too, that, that really is just screaming. Utes. It's so weird. It's so weird. This is really. Yeah, strange. yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. As well, right? Yeah. I think uh, I think Avalanche Enjoyer might have something to say about this. You there, mate? Oh, you talking to me? Yeah. No, I, I <laughs> okay, I like swapped you requested phones. At um, this, I forgot my other phone time. was like the mic is all fucked up and broken. Um. Oh, sorry. Excuse the language. Um. I, yeah. So I'm like. I minted APA when they first launched, I remember. And I was, like, super hyped about it and everything. But, like, this ripoff art, like, honestly, if you want my, like, honest opinion, I'm, like, disappointed. <laughs> I'm, like, super disappointed in, like, the whole team and sort of, like, what they're doing, you know? What would you like to see instead? Honestly, like, I have nothing to complain about what they're doing except for just, like, kind of copying what what the – um utes did basically like i don't know i just thought that was so like unoriginal you know like i don't know i was very disappointed not not copying not copying uh greatly inspired inspired i guess yeah it's uh it definitely looks like a derivative i've never seen something like this on uh on another chain you know where you get to burn you know original piece of the collection to get it kind of an art upgrade or a new collection. So I don't know. I'd be curious to know if anyone has seen this before. I think it's also kind of funny because, you know, the, um, what is it? The Project Wolfie also came out on Avalanche in the past couple of months, and they share the same character more or less. So it's kind of interesting that they're like, okay, let's drop this. And let's move on to a new kind of phase, a new character. But yeah, it, well, it's no, tough. I, I respect it, bro, because I like derivative products and stuff. And if that's what you guys are like considering that a derivative project, like I rock with it, dude. I like that. But is the team positioning it as a derivative? I don't know anything about this. This is the first I've heard about this uh, project. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I think they basically said. Uh, I be, I think they basically said, okay, there's a formula to creating popular PFP art within uh, within the crypto community at the moment or NFT community, and they're all left facing and they all look like this and that and I I don't know they <laughs> they all have to be. A derivative of a monkey i don't know maybe I'm, I'm i'm definitely stretching things a little bit but i think that's kind of the gist of it primata what do you think so uh, I, I don't know what animal appa is actually <laughs> i wanted to ask that uh, is it a uh uh rat or what uh, wolfie. <laughs> it's the wolfie oh, wolf. meme. oh okay it's yeah, it's well, like Wolfie. It's like it's like the drawing from this uh, famous cartoonist who also created Pepe and other characters. Yep, yep. I I just never. It's not part of my culture. So like, 
yeah, interested that it's a wolf. So uh, the 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 nose and the ears don't really match a wolf, I'd say. Or I do was, they? The Utes, all that. Uh, I thought it was like a yeti. A yeti, like... yeah. So yeah, Utes are yeah. yetis, and so okay. uh, a upa should be a wolf, but and and in that style, right? But yeah, I don't I don't see it being a wolf. No. <laughs> I pinned the original art too, and it's just night and day. It's so weird. It's so weird. But uh, uh, <laughs> it's a it's an OG collection on Avalanche, and everyone everyone used to have it. I I never got one, and I actually wanted to. I was do, dropping some stink stink bits uh, just to get a, a Nupa and a and an OG <laughs> maybe leverage between the two. But I see, like the, the 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 team has done a lot to Avalanche. They built a lot of, they they built a game that was a sort of it was an experiment. They always said that it was an experiment. It was fun. Uh, a lot of people took part in it, and um, they're always pushing boundaries. And uh, I feel like uh, they're also experimenting, basically. So what if a 10K collection gets reduced and uh, we end up with uh, a dynamic... Uh, so you can't really get back to the OG collection, but you have the option to burn it for an improved art and uh, you can price things differently instead of, instead of simply launching a new collection. I, 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 think it's, I think it's pretty cool. It's sort of the same dynamic that Utes has with their capsule where you don't know what, what it will come out uh, but on this one actually if if you got a rare you you get a, an improved rare right you're not really simply getting a random random new hoopa so it's I think it's cool I think it's I, I the experiment by itself is pretty cool Miho with the U if you have the ability to speak I just want you to look at this stuff this appa on avax transformed into an upa that is an avalanche you it's, it's i'm just flabbergasted i can't believe that this was a decision that they made uh but primato what about the uh whole tube you the capsule version of the you know of the transition it is very weird when you create two collections from one and usually the one that isn't revealed yet is the one that has the better price floor because people like the gamble. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's just like when NFT projects, the floor flies pre-reveal and then it dumps. It's very, very weird. I think it's just human psychology. It's just loot box mentality. Yeah, I think I don't think it's that weird actually or surprising. You know, it's like people just. I think a lot of people love kind of gambling in this space um either directly or indirectly and you know that feeling of revealing that nft and you're like oh am i gonna get a rare oh, i'm gonna get a rare and you're like you're like setting up your candles and you're you know doing a little head spin and uh you know you put your dishes in the freezer i don't know what gotta wear your crusty undies too that's it you know everyone's got something but that that feeling of like experiencing the reveal is just like so much fun you know and and 
it's part of the game and people love that. And so if you know, okay, like I'm probably not going to get the rare, I'm probably not going to get the legendary, but I want to risk it. Like you'll do it. And like, that's how I felt when we minted invisible friends, I was like, yo, I could sell this right now for like 10 ETH, you know? And it was like also in like up only period or kind of felt like that at that point. And, uh, I was just like, no, we're getting the one-on-one. Like, we got to open this. We got to see what it is. Because also at that point, you know, it just it just felt like, oh, if you do get that one-on-one, that's like really life-changing money. You know, whereas like selling a pre-reveal, yeah, like it, it's huge sum, especially now. It's like, oh my God, you're such an idiot. But at that point, you're like, oh, like, okay, if I get that one of one, maybe this is like 300 K, you know, I don't know how much it could go for, but it did have that potential. And I think some one of ones did sell for that amount. Shelly, what do you think? Uh, well, I think that, I mean, it was different with the, with the invisible friends, I would say, because uh, there it was a reveal as for with the youths it's kind of like, it wasn't the same NFT. So it actually didn't even matter whether if you kept it or not, because it was going to be burnt and you were going to get another one. So, but I totally agree with the, with the excitement. I mean, is everyone familiar with the Kinder eggs, like this uh, German candy? Yeah, toys inside of the chocolate. Yeah, the chocolate, right? So, I mean, before you get it, you're kind of excited. You want to know what it is. But as soon as you open it, it's not fun anymore. So it's basically, that's why I think that's why people dump because we still, in the end, we want to be able to decide what it is that we want. And we go for, for the traits and the colors and all the things that we actually choose to. So, so I, I just think that is just a normal, it's, it's common sense to kind of sell what you I mean, if you see a whole bunch of other things, more shiny objects, then of course you choose the other one. Um, but I totally agree that with with uh, with projects like uh, Invisible Friends, when you actually have no idea and it's the same NFT that will evolve in some way, that you don't want to miss out on the golden egg kind of. So uh, yeah, I just think it's different things. It's not necessarily apples and, and apples. I, I would say it's different. So can you can you explain that a little bit? Because I actually don't really understand. So I understand with Utes, like you have a Ute tube, right? And then you trade that in or burn it for a new NFT, which gives you a Ute. Yeah, it's basically, so you, you get this NFT that will give you the opportunity of minting something else. So it's not that you simply refresh the, the, the metadata. I mean, you have to mint again, but you mint something else. So therefore, it wouldn't matter if you have the number 2003 or 57, because you're minting a whole new NFT. So, so it, it's not like a reveal. Right. And the U- but the YouTubes are all the same, right? Yes, they are all the same. It's one NFT. They're simply number. They have the same rank. And and that's only just kind of like a transition, a transition for you to be able to mint on the second phase. 
per se. So, um, and so, so I mean, sorry, go ahead. So, so, so what that kind of created was that people were trading and, and in a way kind of manipulating the, the market because I mean, a lot of things happen has happened with Seoul during these times from the time when when the YouTube's or the tubes uh, minted until the final information that the youths were actually going to be minted. So of course you could like sell up top, buy low, kind of do trading with the tubes. I would say. So, but of course you never know how the market goes. Or you do a little bit, at least. You could have somewhat of an idea of how the market is going to turn out. So uh, a lot of people, I think, did good, took great decisions. Some didn't. I would say that looking at the way things are, are have gone, that it wouldn't have been the best, that maybe wasn't the best op like option to diamond hand the tubes. Because if you sold that, let's see, the same price today, or even 140, like uh, let's say a month ago, when sold was a bit higher, then you still would have made at least double the money as selling today. So yeah, if there's something that I learned from Solana, even though that the Binance Merchant it was supposed to be the Degen kind of blockchain, uh, I I kind of picked up a few Degen moves from Solana. So for everyone <laughs> that hasn't tried the Solana thing, I would recommend it. BSC is even more DGEN than Solana? I, I didn't know. I didn't know that anything could be more DGEN than Solana. Oh, it's possible. And uh, uh, Forrest, didn't BNB just get put on OpenSea too? Yeah, <laughs> it did. And we'll see how that pans out. I honestly... I, I would have liked them to wait a little because I just feel like no one is really doing anything right now. And even we saw OpenSea add Avalanche maybe about a month ago and it didn't really change things very much. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't really see it having much effect on Binance Smart Chain or BNB Chain, but yeah, that's just the way it is. But Shelly, I mean, I would love to actually hear about what the overall vibe is on Solana because at one point it did feel like it was going to zero. You know, it just felt like, okay, FTX is going down, then, you know, Solana is just going to get destroyed and plummeted to zero. And uh, I don't know, there's a ton of FUD, but it's, it's, still, uh, it's still around, still holding strong. People are still thinking about degening on projects like Utes on Solana. I mean, even at one point, I'm pretty sure I heard what's his name, Frank, talk about bridging Utes and D-Gods maybe to ETH. You know, is there still talk of that? Or are they are they staying strong on on Solana? Did you guys even think about that maybe for Soul Dogs? No, I actually haven't thought about that for Soul Dogs. Um, I know that there are still conversations within the youth community and the D gods about going over to OpenSea. Um, they haven't made any real decisions yet about that. 
what I've noticed though from the from the Solana ecosystem that yes, there are a lot of DJs, but there's also a lot of builders. And uh, especially now seeing the the market conditions, people are finding different ways, different tools, different utilities for for NFTs. I don't know that if any other blockchain ha has been hit the same way as, as Solana when it comes to royalties. Um, I don't know if you heard that, uh, like I, I think it was about two months ago now that, uh, well, Magic Eden, which is the biggest marketplace still on, on the Solana um, blockchain, uh, decided to make it optional for people to pay royalties. Let's say, like create as royalties. Um, and that even though there were already other marketplaces that had that option, or um, like a lot of small projects make their living off the royalties. Everything is built on the royalties. So if you remove that, how do you make money? If you sell a if you sell a product on secondary, and you can and you can't make one cent out of it, how do you make money? So that kind of started like people's minds going and, and and creating different collaborations with other projects and finding other ways how uh, how to create revenue for their projects even though royal royalties are still not coming in and that's still a big issue for Soul Dog City that uh, where uh, the volume has gone down because the market is down and of the little money that is coming in like still there's a lot of people choosing not to pay royalties for creators so yeah so uh, it's interesting times and uh, it kind of shows uh, the resilience of people and what projects are really made of, what the teams are really made of. If they solely created a project and their roadmap build on royalties or is there any, or are there anything else backing it up? So yeah, so I definitely, I definitely still bullish on Solana. I think there's a lot to give. And I mean, it's like, that's nature, like a survivor of the fittest. fittest. I mean, if you are exposed to difficulties after difficulties after difficulties, what do you do? Do you lay down and uh, pray or die? Or do you create something? You got to create. You got to keep on moving on. Huh? No, exactly. It's, it's tough. And, and what are the solutions that have come up? You know, because I mean, I, I'm very, very much for the creator royalties and, and I understand how important that is for these businesses. But at the same time, you know, maybe it's not 100% sustainable to just rely on that, you know? Like what are the real business models in place to keep these companies afloat? You know, if it's just relying on royalties, well, you know, maybe it doesn't make so much sense. At the same time, you don't want to be minting a new project out every month or every two months or every three, six months. You know, you want to, I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, we have to think outside of the box. So what, what have the solutions been that are arising over there? Well, different solutions that have been created, for example, is how to merge Web 2 with Web 3 and creating more in real life business, businesses, such as like uh, creating merch or beverages, or even in, like in our cases, we're, we're, we're uh, working on like having our own dog food and dog toys. 
So, I mean, there are a lot of things that you could bring back to uh, like a real and, and run your NFT project like a, a real life business. And I think those are the projects and that's what, why DGAS have been so successful. I mean, it's not because of their art. It's not because of their NFTs. Because quite frankly, like honestly, I probably am gonna get a like a lot of crap for this. But I am not so very very fond of the the art itself. But I mean, pops, you said we, we shouldn't see it as an investment. But when you have a when you have an NFT that you're not really really keen about and don't think it's like that good looking but you still see like a team behind it and see other things behind it that doesn't have any, anything to do with the NFT. It's an investment. It's not a, it's not a collectible, I would say. So, I mean, you kind of buy, you, you don't buy the product, you buy the team and, and you buy the idea of what eventually that could develop to. So, um, so if, if there's any tip that I could give new, during these market times is to see how these different projects, how they, uh, how they work, what they do during these times. I mean, don't look at the projects when they're hyped, like especially after Mint, oh, they did 10X, they did 100X or whatever. Like look when no one's watching, like when everything is calm and people get demotivated and all of that. What do these people do? What do these projects do? That would be my biggest tip. Like, yeah, Pops. Oh, I just want to clarify. Uh, when I was saying that, it was like really trying to answer the question that I hear a lot of people is like, uh, when they use the term investment, that you should have an ROI, right? And and since we're in Web 2, 2.5, Web 3, all our metaphors come from Web 2. IRL. And then it's really difficult to expect the same things of actual institutional investment, whether it's a public company and things like that. That's the only, um, that's my only kind of comment on that, that people can um, uh, quote unquote invest in teams and invest in projects. If they like the art, they don't like the art, they like the utility, they don't like the utility. Uh, and that's the beauty of the space, right? Like there's plenty of options for whatever you want to do there is a channel for you where you can actually dive in like head first and be really active, right? Kind of like what Forrest said about the IF um, example of like during that time, I had friends that flipped it right away and made 10 ETH. I had friends that held. I always ask um, both uh, parties, I'm like, did, did whatever decision you make fulfill you in some way, whether it's monetary or you had fun because you wanted to see that reveal for that 1% chance of a one-on-one. -on -one. If it fulfilled you with something positive, then that was the right move for you. And that's it, right? Like, I'm never, I'm the last person to ever judge anyone's decision because I don't know any details other than your PFP and names and, and the few sound bites that we share on these spaces. So I, um, I'm always a champion. It's like, do whatever you think is cool. And if it's not cool, it's fine because you can do it again the next day in this space. Absolutely. Oh I 100 agree with you, Pops, there. Yeah, I mean, to like to everyone, everyone makes their own decisions, and and I'm all for not fighting or saying like you did the wrong decision. I, I I did the right decision. In the end, we have to see why. As long as we know why we we make the decisions that we make, then 
that's fine. Uh, the problem is, and that's something that I, I, I try through through my spaces that I that I hold is for people to get the education, so they actually have like yeah, that, so they are equipped to make decisions, and it's and it's okay to make the wrong decisions. It's a, of course that's also a learning curve, but to have an idea and a purpose of why you make that decision at that particular time, uh, it's more important than than knowing what that decision was, if that makes any sense. Like I'm a basketball coach and like when we run plays and I see like, I, and they know that at this play you got to cut uh, or you have to like, or you do the screen or anything. If they, if the kids only do do that, like, cause that's the play, they don't really learn. I mean, the reason why they do these things is to create opportunities, opportunities, right. To score. Like if it's on offense. So don't just do that because that's how we're supposed to do it. I mean, you kind of want to have an understanding on why you're doing it. And then probably uh, an opportunity will show itself for you on that particular time. So uh, I'm super bullish on you. You're a founder, you're in the space and a basketball coach. I coach my 13 year old basketball team. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, it's a really nice conversation. Like usually these times I'm I'm busy, but I have to make time for my boys, from for Maki and Forrest. I mean we uh, we go way back from the non club, even even though Forrest, I don't know if you have gotten a squad a squatty back or not, but uh, doesn't matter. Honestly, I own more squatties now than I. Uh than I did when I was active in the nun club. I just never asked to rejoin because I'm too scattered when it comes to notifications. And uh, I just I just know what's best for me right now. And what's best for me is to, you know, try to focus where I need to focus. And, you know, these these messaging groups, like I find myself checking them even though I'm like, I know there's nothing really going on. Like I'll go and I'll check them and like read a ton of messages. Sometimes like it, it turns out to be very fruitful and I get some great alpha. Um, But most of the time I'm just like distracting myself, (laughs) which, uh, which I know at the end of the day, like I, I have so many notifications as it is and I'm pretty much living on telegram it sucks because I have to go on Discord too, and then like I miss something, and then I feel really bad because I missed it. But it's just, it's not really realistic because I have so many different places that I need to be checking. And at the end of the day, do I really want to just be looking at messages all day? No, I want to be pushing new projects and you know thinking about new marketing activities or you know, talking to my team about how we're developing different products, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> even though I own more squads than I did then, I, I just asked to, to not join, but I hope everyone's doing well. And I think I do actually speak to many of those members um, through different channels now. I freaking love it for us. Like, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. We got to do what's best for us. And as, as long as we know, what's best for us, that's all cool, right? So yeah, I, I'm still part of it, but I'm not at all as present as I used to be. 
uh, I try to keep uh, contact with people like in other forums and stuff. So, cause uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you guys were my, my first group, like my first home. So you always have like a special place in my, in my heart. So um, regardless if you're a squad, if you're part of uh, the non-club or whatever. So it's yeah. like we went to high school and we graduated and now, you know, this is like a whopping year ago. But now we've all moved on to other things. And, you know, some of us have disappeared. Some of us have, you know, chosen to do maybe less Web3 stuff. Maybe some of us have started families and disappeared or just got frustrated by crypto and disappeared. It's it's really, I've been saying this for more than a year now, but the anthropological value of this Web3 culture that we're building is massive. I think I'll either... I have a tweet scheduled sometime relatively soon that basically says like anthropological dissertations will be written about this. Like they 100% will be written about us one day. And the fact that maybe I should do it. I, I, was, I think Forrest I just, told me to do this a long time yeah, ago. Maybe I, I should just, just say fucking it do it. <laughs> you gotta, this is you. This is your moment. You got the degree uh, and everything. I know. I know. Maybe I'll get an honorary degree uh, just by writing one paper. That'd be That'd be nice. Take on none of the debt, please. Well, yeah, I mean, I was going to say to Shelly, like, yeah, your family. And I, and I think, you know, Mac just kind of hinted at it. But, yeah, it's nice to see, like, that you're still around. And, you know, a lot of us did move on. And, and I think that's also okay. You know, it's it's like we were saying, you know, you got to do what's best for you. And I think it's important to take a, a step back and to do stuff outside of this because at points where we're in a deep echo chamber, you know? And so I like listening to the, to the big crypto bears, you know, like why do they think it's so bad? Cause when you think, when you get to hear those people speak, well then you could, uh, you could learn and, and you could make those weaknesses disappear hopefully, or at, at least have some, have some awareness of them. I totally agree with that, Boris. Uh, like one of the things that I've kind of accepted is like, this might be a hot button topic, but like everyone refers to this as a Ponzi scheme. And it's like, because it kind of has the elements of that, right? Like, and it's okay too. Like, like they're, they're good agents in this space. You try to uh, um, assemble and uh, push forward and build and all that stuff. But like the mech, the construct that we're building is kind of nefarious, right? We've seen very recent uh, events that prove that right. Of course, it gives more fuel to like the naysayers, the people uh, like us that are in the space that are actually uh, paying attention to the nuances. Uh, we feel differently, but overall, right? Like that's one of the things that I can't shake. And I accepted that uh, a long time ago, but I'm still here and uh, meeting new people, trying to build and all that stuff. And I'm like, I'm not completely bullish on everything because that's I think that's unrealistic. But in general, I was just like, the, when I put forth uh, effort and intention and in seeking out people that not necessarily like your the echo chamber thing is totally correct but like not that's people that may, they may have a wide spectrum of uh, opinions that differ from me but I think I'm trying to find the salient thread is like do you think that this technology this construct and ecosystem um, is the future um, in a very kind of like uh, generic kind of like philosophical way, then I'm bullish on those people, right? And 
And uh, Mackie, if you have the background, the training to do that dissertation, hell yeah, right? The only thing I would say is, but you have to take the platforms of this space and use that. So it's audiograms, it's uh, Twitter threads. It's not like a PDF at all. <laughs> no, no, no. It's going to be, you know, spread out and frantic and very ADHD. And it'll be a labor for the, uh, the I don't know what you call them, the people, your dissertation advisors to actually read through it. <laughs> it'll be awful, but it'll be great at the same time. And I'll have plenty of content to share then. Uh, oh, foamy. I was just about to round it off, but come on up, buddy. I saw you do that board ape foamy earlier. I'm ugh, God. How can I help you today, sir? How can I help you get a bigger audience? <laughs> What's up, man? What are you talking about? You're famous. No, 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 no. I'm asking you how I can help you. What else do I need to do for you to to get people to buy foamies from you? Uh, I have no idea, man. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just keep supporting. You let me know when you have a, a big idea, and we will work through it together. But how are you today, Foamy? How's Florida? I'm doing well, man. Uh, I'm actually getting ready for a trip next week, heading over to Zion National Park. Going to go do some hiking. Big fan. I've been once. It uh, The Narrows are absolutely wonderful. And you're going off-season, too, so you'll be able to like even drive into the park without taking the bus. Yeah, I'm actually... We're actually going to try to do Angel's Landing <laughs> in, like, the snow. We'll see how that goes. I backed turns off out. that. I backed off that. I, like, we started. I was like, mm, no. We went in, like, February. And I was like, eh, do I want to be one of the people who fall off a cliff? No. No pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the trick is to just not look down. Uh, that's probably the trick for some of the big NFT founders, too. Don't look down. Don't look down. It's really scary. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's funny. Everybody's like coming down here to Miami. I'm the only one leaving. I was just wondering. You're not there, are you? Yeah, I'm here. But like everybody's coming but, down from oh, like yeah, yeah. Art Basel and stuff. And I just, I can't wait to get out. <laughs> are you actually in Miami then? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Are you doing, are you uh, joining any of the festivities or are you just staying the hell away? Uh, Man, I I really wanted to do the try to get tickets for the Doodles event. Oh, the putt putt. Yeah, but like, at the same time, I kind of don't want to like risk getting like COVID or anything, like being in a like confined space, you know. That is one hundred percent fair. Like, I still remember posts from NFT NYC of people like going to all of the events, and then like once they got back home, they were all like testing positive. I was like, I don't want to end up like that on my trip. <laughs> That's, it's real. Uh, I, I know there's this thing people call. I mean, I've heard it used in, in the Web3 conference space, but like con crud, like you just, and this is pre-COVID, you'd come back with just, you know, some sort of general malaise that everybody else got that was there, but now it's COVID. So <laughs> that's the name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so, but I am doing the uh, the Invisible Friends beach cleanup. Nice, nice. I got my clean gang hoodie in the mail today, uh, and I will be raffling it off in a couple of weeks when I come back from California so I can ship it. Dope, dope. That's awesome. What's up, Forrest? Follow me, my man. How you doing? Hey. I, I, I think uh, getting that Doodles event, maybe the COVID's worth it. You know? I mean, <laughs> you're sick a little bit, but you could show some foamies. 
Like, you got to rock up and just, like, give Poopy and whatever, whatever the other dudes' names are, I forget right now, some some foamies. Because that's, like, a huge opportunity. Because when people see these things and hold them, like, that's a, that's a game changer, you know? And I think that's, a, that's an aspect of our space where we're, you know, spending so much time on Twitter and on virtual events that if you could get out and be face to face with people, like you're opening yourself up to a lot of opportunities. You know, you really get some serious networking done and uh, yeah, some, some cool stuff, especially when you're trying to chill physical pieces, you know, your foamies are great. They, they gotta be seen and they gotta be held. So yeah, it could be worth it to be honest. Set up a table on South beach just right now. Get out of here. Go. <laughs> uh, I mean, you are, you're right. I know. I know. You're right. It's okay. Next year. Next year. I'll, I, I'll come down next year and I'll run the booth for you. I just like, I don't want, I don't want to like get anything before, you know, like leaving to my trip, you know? Oh no. Totally understand. I feel you. I feel you. Totally go, go in a just hazmat suit. You. Go, in, go in a hazmat <laughs> suit and uh, and say it's your costume. Like this is your character, right? So you so you don't have to like freak people out, but you're you're a character. You're OG foamy. You wear a hazmat suit, and like that could be good for branding too. When I when I was at the Avalanche Summit, there was a, an artist there. She wore an incredible incredible outfit, and uh, she got so much attention that uh that it was great marketing great branding for her obviously you have to be pretty outgoing but you know if you're if you're down with a hazmat suit you don't want to get covid you know you're gonna get you're gonna get attention man you might sweat a little i imagine (laughs) might get sticky in there but you know could be worth it or or i can just pay somebody to be for me even better that's it fly me out to miami dude i'll do it right now you'll put on the yellow hoodie <laughs> 100 it is an incognito identity you could just have anybody in a yellow hoodie wow you could, you could be like yep. mf doom right have people go rap at your concerts for you <laughs> all right mf doom <laughs> that's too bad incredible problem solving right now incredible we're figuring it out on the fly that's what squad space is about you bring your problems. We solve them. Oh, man. On that note, I have therapy in 15 minutes, so I must shut this bad boy down. I appreciate all of you coming today. Forrest, do you want to say anything while I, uh, while I get this music prepped? Well, we appreciate you all for coming up and speaking, hanging out. It was a pleasure to meet you, Pops. You're a cool cat. Shelly, you're a legend. We love you. OG Foamy, same goes to you coming up last minute to save the day with your uh, with your charm and cheer and Pramata giving us some uh, words of wisdom when it comes to life on your end of the avalanche spectrum and everyone else. We had uh, another person in there. Ooh, we got CEO Papa. Been a long time. What's up? Thank you, Mijo. Thank you, Olivia. Danielle, we got a lot of Utes up in the Utoria, and Mackie, my man. That's me. Thank you 
for for hosting and for being the legend you are. If you haven't already, check out Squad Space on Spotify because Mackie has been doing such a great job at editing our content to uh, to be enjoyed by your ears and your mind and by your friends and by your speakers. You know, maybe your speakers want to have our vibrations flowing through them. You know, have you thought about that? Probably not. <laughs> well, you should. So I think it's time to tune out and tune in. Ooh, I love the uh, what's his face? Terrence McKenna reference. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Later. Take care. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode six of Squad Space. If you liked what you heard, don't hesitate to keep the discussion going on Twitter with any of the people who spoke during the show. Remember, you can join us live on Tuesdays in our Twitter spaces, and maybe you'll find yourself on the podcast one day. And until next time, folks, take care.